Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Happy Father's Day! Okay, so there's a story I have here about a pastor who he and his son uh, were out doing some yard work at home. And his son was about 10 years old. And they were putting all the equipment away, lawn mowing equipment or whatever. And father thought, oh, let's just take a minute to take a break. And they had a trampoline outside. So they just decided to lay out on the trampoline in the beautiful weather. So they were laying out on the trampoline. And his son said to him, Dad, what are we doing here? And the father thought, ooh, teaching moment. He says, well... He said, we're children of God. We are here to enjoy that which God has given us. He said, we're sent here because God loves us and wants us to experience all that he created. He says, God wants us to serve one another. God wants us to learn, to grow to understand more about our relationship with spirit. Do you understand me, son? Son looked up and says, no, not really. And the, father, the pastor was sitting thinking, now what else can I say to him to help him understand what I'm trying to say? Then the son looked up at him again, dad, what are we doing here? He said, we were supposed to be picking mom up about an hour ago. <laughs> Okay, today we are blessed in the love of spirit. And we give thanks to all of you who are fathers. This weekend, we have the opportunity to celebrate two events, Father's Day and Juneteenth. Acting on his presidential power, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation January 1st, 1863, in which he proclaimed the freedom of enslaved people in the 10 states that were in rebellion. It was two years later, on on June 19th, 1865, enslaved people in Galveston, Texas, learned the Civil War was over. And they were free when Major, Major General Gordon Granger announced the Civil War was over. But even Major General Granger's Juneteenth general order didn't officially end slavery in the United States. The 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which was ratified on December 6th, 1865. The 13th Amendment to the Constitution says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duty, duty, duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Now those six words, except as a punishment for crime, kind of leave a big loophole, don't they? But oh well, talk for another day. Uh, President Joe Biden, on June 17th, 2021, 
signed a bill marking Juneteenth a federal holiday. In his proclamation, he wrote, on Juneteenth, we recommit ourselves to the work of equity, equality, and justice. And we celebrate the centuries of struggle, courage, and hope that have brought us to this time of progress and possibility. That work has been led throughout our history by abolitionists, educators, civil rights advocates, and lawyers, courageous activists and trade unionists, public officials and everyday Americans who have helped make real the ideals of our founding documents for all. Therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim June 19, 2021, as Juneteenth Day of Observance. I call upon the people of the United States to acknowledge and celebrate the end of the Civil War and the emancipation of black Americans and commit together to eradicate systematic racism that still undermines our founding ideals and collective prosperity. There are two movies that are out, one called 13 and the other one, Slavery by Another Name. Both were produced by Twin Cities Public Television and they were aired on PBS. In my research, in putting my words together for this morning, I discovered a poem by a woman named Christina Kay, which has become the official Juneteenth poem. It is called We Rose. From Africans' heart, we rose. Already a people, our faces ebon, our bodies lean, we rose. Skills of art, life, beauty, and family, crushed by forces we knew nothing of, we rose. Survive we must, we did, we rose. We rose to be you, we rose to be me. Above everything expected, we rose. To become the knowledge we never knew, we rose. Dream, we did. Act, we must. Now, Oprah Winfrey, Y'all remember her? 
she said, parenting is the hardest job on the planet. It is so interesting to me that we are blessed with being the most intelligent creatures on the planet, with great belief in education, and many institutions where we can gain higher education. Yet there is no instruction manual on how to be a parent, the most challenging job on the planet. Over the years, there have been many people who have managed to write books on, this, on their personal experience with parenthood, but with no definitive procedure on how to raise children. As a result, we're left on our own, left to our own devices. Now, Ernest Holmes, founder of Science of Mind, he wrote, there is one father of all. This one father, conceiving within itself, gives birth to all the divine ideas. The sum of all these ideas constitutes the mystic Christ. So there is, as Reverend Russ has spoken to us before, this pure substance of spirit, ever-present, everywhere, all the time, at our disposal. This ever-present substance of the universe, which is at our disposal, whatever is true man, his divine nature, is the divine presence within him. Spirit is the divine presence within all of us. We're all children of the one Father, one God, one power, everywhere present. So when we truly understand the truth to the core of our being, we tap into the only, the one and only manual for being a parent. Love our children and have faith and trust in the divine idea and the power of the one God. So there is always that guidance from spirit, no matter what we do. And so when we go into those panic moments of like, okay, what am I going to do with this kid? We get to take a moment, take a breath, sit and say, okay, spirit, give me some ideas. When we begin to draw on the truth of our being, that is the life God lives within us, we will understand that we have all the answers to every single question about raising kids and everything else for that matter. And we have this information before we even ask. So knowing that the center of all questions and the center to all answers is that love of spirit.
So no, there is no written manual. There's something greater. We get to turn to that first unity core value. Spirit-centered. When we get stuck in a situation, including raising children, we get to turn to spirit for guidance and active communication. Children learn by witnessing things around them. Children have an insatiable curiosity. Parents must constantly watch and listen to what their kids are hearing and seeing. I remember I was thinking when I was thinking about Father's Day. My father's been gone since 2011. And I think of him every day. Something pops into my head in some conversation that we've had or some experience that we've that we've shared. And I remember when I was a little girl and my dad took me with him to church every Sunday. This was a memory I, that just sort of like constantly wafts around in my head. I was about six and my mother would get up on Sunday morning, get me all dressed up. And my dad grabbed my hand and we would off to church, we would go. And when we got to the building, my dad would go in the building and upstairs where the grown-ups were. And I would go downstairs where the Sunday school was. Now, this was a Baptist church. And what I remember learning and what I always took away with me on some level or another was the simple fact that God is good and God is great. When I walked out of church, I could always remember that. What I learned was that Jesus was the way shower and he was there to show us how to believe and have faith in the God, the one power. So as a little kid, this was impressed upon me. As a little kid, I began to develop a curiosity about this God dude. And we learned there that life was good and plentiful. We always were in, entertained by nature and life and how things would grow and how they would die and how they would regrow. We learned all of this and I, that stuck with me. We learned that life was good and plentiful. We learned that love and forgiveness were necessary to keep the peace on the planet. Now, at the same time, growing up as a little kid, we also observed on the television news every night that there was prejudice, there was injustice, inequality, hate, and fear also going on in this world that as a child I was learning was plentiful and good. So my dad would reassure us each night that as long as we believed 
and had the faith and the trust in God, we would be blessed, guided, protected. Dads teach us things. I always saw my mom as somebody who was always doing things and taking care of and nurturing them. But dad taught us things that were like life important, like learning how to drive. My mother wasn't going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So she says, I told my dad, nope, these kids are going to learn how to drive. That's going to be your job. So he said yes. Me being the oldest, I got first shot at it. So I remember when I was growing, learning how to drive, my dad's driving lessons had to not only include learning how to up, operate the vehicle on the road and become in a relationship with the road and the car, but he also had under-the-car hood lessons. He showed me all the parts under the car hood. He showed me where the oil dipstick was where the oil filter was, where the radiator was, the radiator caps, how it goes on and off, and the water's in the radiator to cool the engine. He showed me where the spark plugs were. He showed me all the hoses, how things connected. And one day I looked at him and I asked him, I said, Dad, why do I need to know this? I said, if something goes wrong with the car, I'll get somebody to fix it. And my dad says, you know, I, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I, I'm going to get somebody else to fix this because I'm not breaking any nails, pulling any, any dipsticks out of it and getting grease on me. Are you kidding? My dad said, I get that. I understand. And I didn't say you had to fix it. He says, I want you to know how this vehicle operates. He says, so if there, you suspect there is something wrong with it, you can take the car to the mechanic and he said, you don't have to walk into the mechanic and look at him and say, there's something wrong with my car. And when they ask you what it is, you'll know more than it's making a noise. You'll be able to give him some idea of what kind of noise. When does a noise happen? What does a noise sound like? What does a car do? You'll be able to answer some important questions for the mechanic so he can get your car fixed properly. And I looked at him and I said, oh, okay. So ever since then, all the mechanics in my house, my washing machine, my, my, my ovens, my TV sets, my, 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 all my mechanical things, my computers, all these things, I need to know how they work. I have no intention of fixing them when they break, but I do need to know how they work. What makes them tick? So I, he wanted me to be fully engulfed in my understanding of how this car worked. I remember one day he and I were out driving and he asked me, he says, okay, when you get to the corner down here, make a left. And I said, oh, I don't, I, no, I don't want to do that. And he says, why not? I said, well, I don't want to go down that road. He says, what do you mean you don't want to go down that road? I said, well, I don't like that road. So I don't want to go down that road. He says, why don't you like the road? I said, well, it's small and it's tiny. It's only got two lanes and they got big gutters on the side. And I just don't like that road. My dad looked at me. He says, well, let me ask you something. Are you going to learn to drive? I said, well, yeah. And he says, well, honey, there can't be any roads out there that you're not willing to take if you're going to learn to drive. You can't sit back and, and get picky. 
about how we do this. He said, either you're going to learn how to do it and stand in your power with this whole thing, or you and I can go home right now. So I learned how to navigate the tiny roads with the two lanes in rain, snow, sleet, hail, and dust storms. So my dad taught me to tie my shoes. My dad taught me how to cook. My dad read me bedtime stories, shuttled me back and forth through all my play rehearsals and my band practice, said prayers with me every night. Can we possibly imagine the joy the dads felt on Juneteenth when the word was coming down that they and their families were free at last. We're still struggling for freedom, justice, equality, and not just African-Americans, but all minorities. Those of us here in this center come to learn more about our connection to spirit and how it is to stand at the ready to support all of those who are on their path to spiritual and creative self-discovery. All we need to do is say yes, because the universe only knows how to respond yes. This keeps us strong, this keeps this community a strong community as we welcome all that, are, that come here to learn more about their relationship with spirit. Our doors are open, our arms are open, our hearts and our minds are open. So on this Father's Day, we get to remember our fathers. Those of us whose fathers are still here with us, we get to enjoy time with them. Because believe me, when they're gone, you'll miss them. Reverend Russ left me with this prayer for Father's Day, which I will share. Let us praise those fathers who have, who have striven to balance the demands of work, marriage, and children with an honest awareness of both joy and sacrifice. Let us praise those fathers who, lacking a good model for a father, have worked to become good fathers. Let us praise those fathers who, by their own account, were not always there for their children, but who continue to offer those children, now grown, their love and support. Let us pray for those fathers who have been wounded by the neglect and hostility of their children. Let us praise those fathers 
who despite divorce have remained in the, their children's lives. Let us praise those fathers whose children are adopted and whose love and support has offered healing. Let us praise those fathers who as stepfathers freely choose the obligation of fatherhood to earn their stepchildren's love and respect. Let us praise those fathers who have lost a child to death and continue to hold that child in their heart. Let us praise those fathers who have no children but cherish the next generation as if it were their own. <clears throat> let us praise fathers, those men, <clears throat> oh, let us praise those men who have fathered us in their role as mentors and guides. <clears throat> let us praise those men who are about to become fathers. May they open delight openly delight in their children. And let us praise those fathers who have died, who live on, on in our memory, and whose love continues to nurture us. Amen. <clears throat> have a happy Father's Day, because with God, all things are possible, and so it is. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.